good evening, good morning. Hello. Uh, this is your boy Chuck, resident member of the Garrison Division. And I'll have work loose this week. And got my co-host. Hey, it's your girl Mikasa, your resident badass frantic this week, checking in. And you're listening to another week of Black on Titan. So, what did you think about this week's episode? Hmm. I, I I think we're getting down to the the final. I mean, obviously, we're getting down to the end. But it's like, oh my gosh, it's like I'm bracing myself at this point. So, I don't know. I was kind of holding on to the arm of my chair. <laughs> yeah, this episode. I don't, a lot of things really came to realization for me personally, like how they're talking about Aaron in terms of being concerned for him. Like there's just this whole swirl of unease and this episode definitely made me really queasy by the end of it. Really? Yeah. Like about halfway through, you know, after Aaron breaks out, mm-hmm. like, like I started feeling real queasy after that. That makes sense. You're watching this with virgin eyes. <laughs> yeah. So do you remember your prediction for last week? <laughs> um... My predictions, you know, are very general at this point in the game. But um, we knew that someone was going to be blown up. And we knew it was going to be, we knew it wasn't going to be Aaron. And, I mean, I knew it was going to be. <laughs> I knew who it was going to be. Oh. Uh, like randomly actually um I found this is one of the first spoilers that I found out about and I was like who and then it all came back to me but um yeah actually seeing it especially like seeing it all together with the townspeople and everything it's just it added more layers to what I already knew so I don't know. I can see the queasiness because I'm starting to get queasy thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I I think I predicted that it would have to do with uh, Yona's breakout or something like that, which it didn't. Um, but everything about the explosion and then like it kind of got <laughs> like blew by um in the first place like just on every single side it was just like that was like they teased the explosion and then that wasn't even the biggest part of the episode you know (laughs) so that was just crazy Mm. very teaser like huh i said very teaser like yeah yeah it was it was a lot. But you want to get into the episode? Yes, let's. 
So it started off this week with Armin and they brought back our girl Hitch. Um, obviously, Mappa has her looking completely different than the last time we saw her. But, you know, I still recognize her name. Um, so, you know, um, Armin is touching on Annie's crystallized little Not head. even. <laughs> Doesn't even get the chance. <laughs> well, he wanted to touch on Annie's crystallized egg. And Hitch was like, uh-uh-uh, not on my watch. <laughs> and somebody had to, because at that point, it was probably going to get weird. But the fact that she was even there made it all the more weird. <laughs> but um, but Armin tried to play it off like he was trying to touch to get her memories and stuff, when obviously Armin has feelings for Annie at this point. <laughs> so you don't think that because you said that it was weird so you don't think that this happens regularly <laughs> like let him trying to touch her yeah like him trying to touch her because I mean he's clearly I mean, the only one I would, assume that, I would assume that if she's always under watch and that is usually hitch because most people probably wouldn't let him go down there. <laughs> you really think so? I'm pretty sure okay. they're under orders to not <laughs> to not let the egg have visitors. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I, I I just kind of even though that was kind of challenged up to this point, I've kind of thought that like Armin. Mikasa kind of have free reign for some things. I agree to a certain extent. I think they're they're privy on a lot of information, just mainly because they're Aaron's best friend. Um, but like they have no business. Well, then again, it's not like the scouts have any leadership anyway besides them. So I mean, I guess essentially they are top ranking officials. Right. It's like Hanji, Levi, them. Yeah. <laughs> really, though, that's literally what it is because that's the order of seniority. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just. But we're going to talk. Um, <laughs> so, Annie, it's, you know, obviously her features have changed some. But um, Armin being weird and obviously attracting Annie probably because he has a Bertolt's memory. And I mean, not only did you eat him and take his Titan, you crushing on his girl. Weird, 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 weird. <laughs> Armin's always been weird. I, I just feel like Armin's always had a crush on Annie. I thought they were more like twinsies, like sisters, not like the other way. Interesting. But, huh? That's interesting. I mean, I thought both of their characters were gay, but 
I could see it. Like the ironic part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Armin um and Hitch see the Crabs townspeople um demanding that Aaron lead the new world order of New Eldia and get a load of these people. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was that was real creepy. <laughs> like, like, do you see why this episode made me uneasy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. Honestly, they were the like, they were the main one of the main factors that made this episode like cringy in some parts. Because it's like, I don't know. I have to get to like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. But we'll get to that at the, some other parts. But the townspeople, you know, they're demanding that Aaron lead them. And it's just like, okay, you guys just found out what life is someone like four years ago. And now you're asking this 19-year-old kid that dominates all these titans to be your leader. Are you stupid? Like, obviously because you're standing outside here yelling to the air but i mean they're, they're, isn't that like headquarters yeah like, but somebody like this is all just really crazy because everybody's like learning everything at the same time and so it's like you are demanding answers and stuff, but it's like these people don't even have an answer for themselves. Like, can you, like, can you, can you not? And then, like, them, like, putting their hand on their chest and stuff. I'm like, you guys, not even real warriors. You've been living behind walls. Like, you don't even know what it's like outside these walls. Like, how dare you put your this to your chest but anyway <laughs> in in that whole thing when armin was like it's not like we can just tell them we're going to do the rumbling <laughs> it's like right. I just, i'm like i mean none of this is kosher but you definitely can't you know inform the people that you're supposed to be protecting Especially because it's just going to cause panic. Yeah, it would. It's which is real funny because everybody is literally agreeing to do the same thing, almost to the T. But there's all of this discord. That's just yeah. stupid to me. I mean, all of this is stupid, including Aaron. But that's another story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. It's whole other thing yeah so after armin and hitch see the crowd town people and everything um mikasa runs up and asks armin to go and talk to um premier zachary so they can see if they can you know talk to aaron because if, if they talk to aaron then of course they can you know talk some sense into aaron and it's just like, sweetheart, where have you been the last 10 months? Because Aaron wasn't talking to you all. 
Yeah. It's, like, I just think it's important. For, like, even though they're not going to get to talk to Aaron or whatever, I think that it's important for them to see the little uh, sneaky scouts. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That were going away. Because I think that that helps them in terms of their resolve and in terms of just general information, you know? What do you mean? Who's resolved? Uh, Armin and Mikasa's resolve, just in terms of like what they know, and it helps them in terms of um, like you see later when they're planning things out. And Armin's like, Yeah, we've seen three scout recruits and all this, whatnot. So it helps relate just how infiltrated they are, right? Um, so they're kind of ahead of the curve in that regard. All right. Okay. I gotcha. I see what you mean. But um, I guess that takes us to Pixies in Ye- Yelena. Yelena. <laughs> yeah. Yelena and Pixis. That was just a really interesting conversation in and of itself. Because like when I I don't know, like I didn't pay too much attention to the words that were coming out of either of their mouths. Because like Pixie said towards the end of the conversation, every good lie has a lot of truth mixed into it. Mm-hmm. And because of that, like when I went back and rewatched it, I was like both the times I was looking more at their facial expressions than I was paying attention to anything that they were um, saying. And Yelena's facial expressions when she's talking about just wanting to meet Aaron or putting LD on top or all of the um, reasons why she didn't disclose just wanting to meet Aaron, quote unquote. And all of that, it was just like her upset, like, you know how earlier we were talking, earlier in the a uh, couple episodes ago, we were talking about how she was obsessed with Zeke. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like her obsession had, like, is, like, I'm not going to say has grown, but it's just, like, it drives her in a way that is a little, little out of bounds <laughs> because, like, she was looking, like, almost foaming at the mouth when she was talking about the um, possibilities of meeting Aaron and the new Eldia and inflicting damage to Marley and all of that. Like, it it was real concerning for me. Um, And then her revealing that they just wanted to hurt Marley, which I, I don't think, nor do I think Pixie's thought was the extent of it when she's talking about like he exceeded the expectations and everything and he delivered what was it revine divine retribution and that's how that she knew that he had the founder and all these things it was like they had almost been told tales around the campfire of some giant titan that would i don't know rescue them be their messiah and they're putting all of their hope into this man to pretty much destroy Marley. 
in revenge for their other countries. But of course, there's more to it than that, you know. Definitely, definitely, and picks his nose. <laughs> yeah, he might have been that. born at night, but he wasn't born last night. Man, you know how we was talking about Udo has his third eye open. Mm-hmm. Picks is he definitely sees every like he's he sees the, every single level to these pictures. Uh, of what's going on. He definitely likes to look at things from multiple angles. I'm just glad that, you know, he looking through Yelena's lies. <laughs> and he, he lets her tell all of her lies. Like, mm-hmm. like, no, like, if your parents caught you on a lie or something, they let you, they let you get your whole thing out. And then they'd be like, okay, but this is what really happened. Or this is what I know. Tell you, I know you lying. Right. Like, <laughs> that's what Pixis did. Because, like, he, like, speaking of facial expressions, like, because he looked at her so welcomingly, but he really just, like, there's this complete skepticism about his face and the other uh, Garrison Squad member faces as they're letting Yelena mm-hmm. talk about these two brothers that are about to reshape the world. And I just, where do you think she gets her convictions from? Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> so you think she gets her convictions from Zeke? But like this cult, okay, so this cult of Zeke, shall we call it? Because like, I know that they got labeled Jaegerists in this episode. Mm-hmm. But like the people that believe in Aaron believe in Aaron because they've seen him do all of this Titan stuff. The people that believe in Zeke, it almost seems like Zeke was giving like some Trump ass campaign rally speeches, you know? Like he was going state to state and telling them like we're gonna build that wall. Or in this case, we're going to tear down that wall and send all the Titans to go destroy Marvel. Like, I don't, like, I just, where, where did this have place to happen in Marley? Like, I, that's, that's the main question that I have in terms of the formation of this, because it really just doesn't, like, I'm really become more interested in the military operations of Marley because it doesn't make sense how Zeke has so much sway amongst these people. But yeah, at the same time where Pixis is picking up the lies that uh, Yana's putting down, Anji and Onyekumpo are talking in the apple grove and that's a pretty interesting conversation. His name is Anya Compone. Yes, but him and Hanji were sitting outside having tea as well, just like Pixis and Yelena. And they had this weird looking garrison man that was, you know, securing them, I suppose, that was eating the apple. He was very weird. I didn't like the way he looked. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he has anything to do with anything. I just did not like the way that man looked. 
very sneaky. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I just kind of trust Garrison Squad members more than MPs. Everybody can be infiltrated at this point. Yeah. Like, Flock was not terribly specific when he said military members were on their side. True. But, yeah, so Hanji and Anya Capone um, were outside having tea, and Hanji let him know that Yelena had met with Aaron privately. And he was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you didn't know? And he was like, I had no idea. And she said that you didn't have any idea, but you don't think that it's something that she wouldn't do. And then he was saying how, you know, people were accidentally, you know, um, harmed and they died. These people that, you know, objected against this new world order that Zeke and Yelena were planning. And, you know, they were okay with it because it they thought these things were gonna, you know, get them to a good end eventually. And, you know, they get to Paradis and then think that they're, you know, doing one thing when Yelena's actually doing something completely different from everybody else. And I know you saw in your notes that you said that, you know, he didn't know anything, but that wasn't really surprising. Yeah, like it was it wasn't like the whole situation wasn't surprising for him because like like you said when she asked uh when she was asked telling him and then he didn't make that whole notification or anything like he was he wasn't surprised that Yelena did this that she was meeting with Aaron it's like he knew she was an extremist like he just didn't want to snitch on his local terrorist friend. Mm-hmm. He thought the means justified the end. Like, or it could have been one of those things where, because how he thought that, um, like, he found out that she was on some other stuff rather than thinking that she was on the up and up. It could have been uh, one of those things where it was like, like, you know how when the Unabomber was around or whatever. And people thought that like, yeah, that could have been him. Like it's, it, he seems like it would be him. But then there at the same time, it was like, nah, that's Fred or whatever the news name was. Like, I, I kind of feel like there was that going on. And that's why the more that Hanji told him, the more he was like, he gags. Like, and then he kind of sided with them Mm-hmm. Because he he got left out, right? Which is kind of messed up. <laughs> like out of because like you, I mean we'll get to it, but like specifically Niccolo. Do you think Niccolo was left out of the plan? Mm, that's part of my predict. Well, part of my www. But. Got you. We'll 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 get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Right. 
because he's not in this scene. But yeah, so, you know, Hanji's face and Anya Capone's face were, you know, also, I guess they could be juxtaposed for, you know, this scene towards Pixies and Yelena and how, like, Hanji, like, it was a lot of facial expression. And, you know, Hanji got all in on your Capone's face. And, you know, on your Capone was sweating. And, you know, not sweating like, oh, it's hot sweating, but sweating like you can tell, like, this was a very tense conversation, especially because both parties were gaining, you know, new information. Um, But I am interested to see the other parts of who's on whose side and how's this going and you know it's just so many new faces anyway it's just like oh my god what is going on see honestly the only people whose side I know are on whose side I know that Mikasa and Armin are on the same side and I'm pretty sure that, that well I'm pretty sure that the OG scouts well the, the OG scouts because they're like the third iteration scouts that we had mm-hmm. but um, the are the scouts that we came in with, I'm pretty sure they're all on the same side, and I'm pretty sure that they're on Hanji's side. I'm pretty yeah. sure. But um, those are the only sides I know, because I'm not even sure, like, oh, well, yeah, we'll get into that. But, like, they are having this conversation um, with the premiere about Aaron, and the premiere's like, yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. But they're like, the premiere is pretty much telling him that Aaron knew all of this stuff and he's not telling it. So we're investigating it. So y'all can't go see him in the meantime because y'all mess up the investigation. And Aaron's been acting sketch ever since we found out about Yelena and we still don't know what he did in Marley. So yeah, I'm keeping y'all off of this. And he tells him that he believes that Aaron's being manipulated by Zeke. And <laughs> well, he just spills all this information to Mikasa and Armin. They are completely shocked about everything going on. And they're like, they don't even believe it. Like the looks on their faces are just almost in sheer terror because they don't believe that their friend will do any of this type of stuff. So they, um, and it's kind of interesting that in the middle of the conversation, they point out the chair that we know now is bomb. But um, they were talking about um, what was going on with, they were talking about what was going on with Aaron. And they were really just trying to find a way to help because they're really concerned for their friend. And the premiere's not hearing it. So they're like like that like <laughs> I really I really do agree with Armin that there's no Armin trying trying out. There's no Armin just trying to see. But after the premiere says like nah I'm not hearing them Mikasa and Armin see the MP coming in and they realize that it's going to be a discussion of what they're going to try to do to Aaron. Like, 
they know that they're trying to pick somebody else to put the founding titan in. Like, I don't know why they think that Aaron would ever just let them do that. <laughs> but exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like do I know who y'all talking to. Do y'all know who y'all dealing with? <laughs> because like I just like in what world like in what world do you really think that this man that has a founding titan the attack titan and the recently acquired warhammer titan is gonna, gonna just sit back and be like you know what I know that I'm kind of rebelling against everything y'all said but you're right I think I will just give this up because y'all said so like that that right in there. Going down how y'all think it's going. <laughs> I, that and was kind of true. I would have told y'all that if y'all listened to them. Nobody ever listens to this. Fight them. Like, nobody ever listens. Like, the scouts, as far as much as the scouts do, the scouts are really treated like they just, whoever. Like, the scouts are being treated like the side of the military. Like, they get treated like security guards to police officers to the military. <laughs> and not even the armed security guards. They get treated like the security guards with like the pepper spray <laughs> and the whistle. They really do. Like, it, it's, it's kind of sad. Like, get out of here, loser. <laughs> so y'all need them for something. Ooh, can you lock Aaron up? Ooh, can you please set something up so we can get rid of the Titans? Can you please go outside the walls? Like, come on. They they play the they play them so cock. So cock. Mm-hmm. But you got uh Armin and Mikasa in the hallway and they're talking about everything that's going on. And they 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 see the writing on the wall about everything going on. So when the MP are going in there to talk to the premier, Mikasa is like, you know, let me get on my go-go gadget super ear <laughs> stuff and go try to stoop out what's happening because we need to know. And Armin's like, no, Mikasa, chill out. Like, we, we can't risk being caught right now. And Mikasa's like, no, nah, we got to find out their plan. So they're having this whole back and forth and Mikasa's just inching closer and closer to the door. And then at this point, it like, you know how, like when a dog hears something, their ear perks up? That mm-hmm, Mikasa, I, I noticed it too. Like she is like, and it's like a moment. And it's funny because Armin saved her life by not letting her go by that door. And then mm-hmm. she hears it and she saves his life by not letting him get blown up out of the debris. And it's just all of this, like, I thought that was really cool how, because we know that Mikasa has like this super sixth sensibility, but it's really cool witnessing that come to fruition, come to action in person, you know? Yeah. That protection, action, the innate behavior. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so the explosion. Uh, Yeah, it was (laughs) when the explosion happened and like everything just stops and then you just see this body. (laughs) 
<laughs> like they didn't have to show. They didn't have to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> he threw that main body out like it was a piece of meat. And, <laughs> to the dog. And then, like you have the MP up against the fence trying to get everybody back, and then you just see this smoking torso just flying across the sky, and everybody's like, "What the hell is going on?" But smoke or so <laughs> like <laughs> go back and watch it it was <laughs> I know it was smoking and Armin and uh, Mikasa are the only ones that survived <laughs> and they were right next to it and they come out and they ask Hitch what it was and I'm just like yeah so y'all didn't see this explosion out of the room y'all were just in, like, you know what this was. Like, there there was no need to ask for confirmation. Like, y'all literally, like, it really confused me how they got up next to this gaping hole in the building, and then they asked where the premiere was, like, they weren't just with them. Like, y'all know what's up. But then they show him getting covered up with the little blanket, and then, we're not blanket, the jacket, and then the people of Townsville just up here like, give your hearts. It's time to fight. And I'm like, none of y'all joined the military, but now y'all talk about give y'all hearts and it's time to fight. Exactly. Y'all ain't got no heart. What y'all talking about? <laughs> that that whole scene right there just had me really looking like, what the hell are y'all doing? You know? No, I had the same question because that was that was stupid to me <laughs> honestly um but then after you had that little civilians and I and that, that was really a stupid time to feel all rage against the machinery like We're you just yeah like you just seen the premiere get blown up or whatever like everybody's seen it everybody know what happened and now y'all talking about give your hearts. I'm ready to fight. Who who are y'all fighting? Like, do y'all even? Okay, they want to fight the military because the military doesn't want to do the wrong. They don't like who are y'all fighting? They they don't know who the enemy is. No, like, they want to fight the military because they don't know enough information about what the military is doing. They want to get a newsletter every time the military do something. <laughs> and that's what happened when you start telling your people the truth I guess uh, that's why America hasn't never mind um, but after all of that they're trying to figure out who did it and why um, they blew up Premier Zachary and you have the MPs down here with the scouts and I think there are some Garrison Squad members in there. And they're just talking amongst themselves, trying to figure out what happened. And then they said that, they mentioned that the chair that was his special chair, like that was a really weird looking chair. Really weird looking. Yeah, it almost the chair that he used when he had, had that person sitting upside down or he was feeding them their own shit. Oh, see, I was like, I, I was, I was, I thought that chair looked like a torture device, and now I remember, I remember, 
with that that scene when he had him upside down feeding him and all shit. Oh gosh, there was so the, season three because I remember see like season three got real dark. There were a lot of torture scenes, like and it was funny that the anime where they regularly ate people got darker, but here we are, mm-hmm. and that. No wonder I recognize that chair. It's kind of funny that that chair ended up being the chair that was his downfall. Kind of say that they made him eat his own shit. <laughs> but they, everybody's talking and... I was going to say, well, his shit got blown to pieces, so... <laughs> so, when Armin and Mikasa are talking to everybody down there. They let them know that they saw some scout recruits uh, on their way up to meet the premiere and that he also said that some scout recruits uh, dropped the chair off when Armin mentions that to everybody. <laughs> What's the uh, M- the head of the MP, the skinny dude? Do you remember his name? No, that's the one who's beefing with uh, Irwin. He'd be beefing with everybody. Cause now he beefing with Hanji and the other scout. Mm-hmm. I know that other one of them was that drunk man that was drinking out of wine, talking shit about his story. Mm, yeah, no. he said that he might be looking at a suicide bomber right in front of him. See, I before <laughs> stupid like any of these, like any of these people are going to be a suicide bomber. My gosh. Imp- the MP or they just you say you might be a suicide bomb, idiot. <laughs> Hanji was so offended. <laughs> like, how dare you to Hanji's face? But like when Armin says that the scout that there were some scouts doing it, like the look, like honestly, the facial expressions, like I know people have been giving him off the shit. Mm. But I, I've been enjoying the animation because, like, the facial expressions on these people as they're uh, speaking about this stuff is just hilarious. But when Armin says it and all the MP just look around and they're just shocked, and then uh, the skinny dude on the MPs is like, oh, yeah. And also the scouts leak information. <laughs> and then they, nobody even gets a chance to uh, process this because somebody comes in and they're like Aaron Yeager's escaped from his cell and it's like well he told y'all he could do it anytime he wanted to you should have listened you know all hell started breaking loose at that point because there was this explosion and then Nobody in the military really knows what's going on anymore. And it cuts to Aaron and this little sunset scene walking up the hill. And I just no thought that shoes, was... Um... No shoes, no shirt. I was just like, y'all so dramatic. <laughs> like... And I, I wonder how he got out. Like, the... Because the, they were talking about the guards disappeared at the same time? Like, did they let him out? I think he's hammer-tight. 
but yeah, like did he like I I want like did he like turn into a war hammer titan and like take out the jail? Like I I just don't know like how. No, like, you, I got you. I got you. But um, you have this sunset scene, and it's juxtaposed to Armin and Mikasa and their complete dumbfoundedness about everything that's happened and everything that's going on. And Armin's like, you know, if we could just talk to him, like, hopefully he'll forgive us. Like, we can we can still resolve this all in a nice, happy manner. And then while that's going on, you have Armin, I mean, not Armin, you have Aaron meeting with his little army led by his flock boy. And Fox giving Aaron the whole rundown of everything that's going on. And Aaron's like, it's quite a crowd that you brought with you. And that's just, ugh, like, it's one thing to have a bunch of revolutionaries that are just out there, but to just have all these revolutionaries led by Flock. I mean, yeah, but all of these people, like, there's too many people are trusting and believing in plot. And it, it just, it just really, it makes my stomach bubble because, yeah, that just, yeah, because yeah, I, I just, what did we say earlier? If, um, when you find some people agreeing with what you said, you should reconsider it. Mm-hmm. And Flock clearly says that Aaron is the only person that could save the Eldian Empire. Mm-hmm. I do. I just think that that should be reconsidered. <laughs> just, just personally. Mm-hmm. But Aaron is full on ahead for whatever. He's trying to find Zeke, um, and and then Mikasa and Armin are just trying to process their feelings, and then that leads us to uh, the MPs and the scouts going back and forth uh, in front of <laughs> in mixed company, right? Our country should take some lessons from that. We just infrastructure the cues, the coups. But um, what were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, we were talking about Miss Azubito t- saying that this kind of stuff happens everywhere. Y'all are the only ghetto country in the world. Yes. And, you know, she calls for Mikasa and lets her know well Pictus tells her that he can't protect her from you know whatever Aaron and Zeke have planned and he told her to go wait at the port and you know somebody I guess contact her if there's still somebody left to contact her um (laughs) and so she talks to Mikasa and tells Mikasa that she wants her to come with her if she, you know, is in any danger and Mikasa's like, you know, I have to stay and defend my home like, this is where I was born, and I'm an Eldian, so I'm not running anywhere type shit. 
and she was just like, "We well, only came back for you." She's like, "Oh, so not our resources?" She like, "Well, well, 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 well." Kinda. Well. <laughs> Your resources and you are also a resource. But um, yeah, you know, Mikasa wasn't wasn't fucking with that. Do you think she was earnest in it? In her offer? Um, Azubita. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I mean, like, do I think Mikasa would have a role in there? No. But do I think that she cares about Mikasa being actually around people that are her family? I think so. Mm-hmm. But she ain't like, oh, come back and be the heir to the throne type shit. Oh, no, 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 no. It was just, because, like, at first when Mikasa was telling her, like, yeah, I don't really agree with you, or, like, oh, you really just here for the resources. I was like, ooh, burn, stinger. And then when she pretty much started begging, she was like, we still have that pride that your mom passed down. Like, that's still here in our bloodline. And I know that, you know, we pretty much got turned into these money grubbers, but that's not who we really are. Um, I just kind of thought that that was, it kind of seemed sincere to me. Like, it kind of made me change my mind. Mm, I guess. But I mean, if the stuff don't work on parody, then they're going to be basically destitute so, <laughs> dead or destitute, <laughs> it's, it's not really too much from Mikasa to choose from. Right. Well, she'll always survive. Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, so that takes us to, you know, after they leave the room, they go outside. And, you know, Connie said something to Mikasa about, do we even know whose side you are? And, you know, she says, like, I almost got killed in the explosion. So do you even have to ask? And I'm just like, honey, how dare you? See, I don't, Connie hasn't been right in the head ever since Sasha died. And you know he already a little bit slow. I can see that. A little bit. Uh, a little bit. He he seems a he seems. Uh, no, no. <laughs> you already know he has trouble piecing things together. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. So. But um, you know, you can see in the scene John's face. You know, he. I think he tries to be diplomatic, but I think he also, you know, had that question on his mind too about Mikasa and, sorry, Armin. And, um, you know, Hanji was like, okay, cut it out. Like, Pixis, you know, told you this was pointless. Like, the infighting has to stop. And especially because Hanji's like, I got other shit that I have to be concerned about. Like, what the fuck is Zeke doing? And, you know, Hanji says that she's sure that Zeke had planned for this because obviously, you know, Zeke knows more than she knows, probably. 
and obviously Aaron knows the most, but you know, for the last 10 months, everyone's been left in the dark for a long time. So Hunter's having to piece these pieces together just off for, you know, her own intel. And so I am really interested and well, I know what Zeke's what his plan is. I am interested to see how we get to the plan. Like it was like in that scene um, with Hanji trying to figure stuff out. Like I know we talked earlier. We briefly mentioned it about Nicola, and she's talking about how Yelena got people really odd positions. I'm curious about what other odd positions besides the one that Nicolo has that Yelena got. Because it's like, okay, the restaurant, even though that seemed to be something for up his skills, but that that kind of sees that Hanji, that kind of suggests that Hanji was um, watching these people from the get-go a little bit. I mean, of course. Which, I mean, I, I would hope so. But, because uh, that, that seems like something Andrew would do. But it, I don't know, I'm just kind of curious to see how that plays out. And I am really curious about, like, did she have somebody as, like, a barber? Like, the yelling back just seems like a perfect spot to set somebody up at, actually. But, like, did, oh, like a barber, like the yelling house, like the military um, barber. Was that a Marlene or a volunteer? Like, did she have somebody set up? Because clearly she had somebody set up for, like, because they were talking about, like, the rain, the uh, railroad. So clearly Yelena had people on the railroad. Clearly Yelena had people. And then Yelena was mentioning trading stuff. So I feel like there's definitely something going on in the markets or something like that, you know? But I'm just really curious about, like, besides this waiter cook like where else did Yelena set up these spies in, in the Eldian Empire mm-hmm. but speaking of restaurants we get a little bit of a um, glimpse of Gabby and Falco pulling up to the same restaurant that Hanji and them were staking out uh, or talking about rather um, because we, as we've seen in the last episode, uh, their new foster sister invited them to the restaurant because she she knows them, Marley. Excuse me. Their new foster sister invited to the restaurant because she knows them, Marley, and they want to go home, and he might offer a way to get back. And the scene lasts for only, like, <laughs> two seconds. But you see Gabby and Falco looking very nervous in their Sunday's best. And they're talking about what are you about to eat? And it looks like they're about to try to eat some freedom or something. But the... Um... Freedom! <laughs> but I do hope that they enjoy some food before they get on the way. Because... I know they've been eating good on the orphanage, but um, I'm trying not to hate these 12-year-olds, especially Falco. They should have been starved. They should have been thrown off the 
freaking blimp, but that's neither here nor there. Like, dang, you know, flock, you know how they say a broke clock is right twice twice a day? No, guys. Mm-hmm. Flock was right when he's talking about throwing him out the ship and flock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and th- that that was his, I'm, I'm not going to say he was right any other time during this series not that I can think of but he was right there but anyway the scouts are going out to I think they're going to find Zeke right yeah yeah so the scouts are riding out to go find Zeke and they're riding out through the city and as they're riding out through the city and <laughs> like they it's funny because the um townspeople are like the military is always in a rush and they're like they're causing some type of inconvenience and i mean the military should be in a rush but speaking of people that are in a rush we get uh pete reading a magazine and the marley titans are already there like they work quickly. How did they get in? Well, th- there's trading and whatnot. So I figure it, if they're trading with like the Hizuru Nation or whoever else they're trading with, I don't think anybody else wants to trade with them. Well, no, like that's what I'm saying. Like if they're trading with his, just like if they're trading with just the Hizuru Nation. I feel like that would have provided some avenue for Peak to come over on a ship, you know? Or honestly, with how resourceful Peak in particular is, I could 100% have seen them just coming up on the side of, uh, on the coast and just getting in there. Like, I, I don't put that past them. But how did she get in the walls, though? Are the walls just freely open since they don't have no Titans right now? I think so. Mm. Like, I can't see any reason for them to tell somebody that they can't go outside the walls. And then, like, you know how big the country is and people go from one side to another and all this other stuff. I I feel like it's possible because I mean, when Grisha came in from the walls, and that's back when Titans were roaming and whatnot, it wasn't really questioned. So I, I, I could see them just being able to walk in to some degree. Mm, I guess, but I'm getting sleepy. So, <laughs> is that the end? That is the end of the episode. I, I did think it was funny. Just one more quick aside. I did think it was funny that uh, this is the second time we've had uh, somebody peeking over a magazine type of reveal in another city. A newspaper. Newspaper, magazine. Not the same thing, but yeah. Especially not in this time frame. <laughs> But yeah, I, I did think that that was kind of funny. Yeah, it was a lot of callbacks, visual callbacks in this, show, this whole season. Yeah. 
So we want to get into the what, when, where, why. Who, what, where? Okay. Yes. We got to come up with a better okay. name for this. Five W's <laughs> and possibly H. <laughs> anyway, um, sound like hair or something. What do you do it though? Who, what, when, where, and why? Um, my who, huh? You go first this week. Man, I barely know how to play. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. My who is going to... This week, my who is going to revolve around Falco. My what is that he's not going to leave parody or he's, he's going to mess that up somehow. Actually, scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. My who's going to be peak. My what is she's clearly already infiltrated parody, but I think she's going to she's not just there on a reconnaissance mission. She's going to wreak some havoc. How or who, what, when she's I mean, there's only a couple of episodes left, but I feel like the win is going to be. sometime before um, the scouts get to Zeke. So like in the next like episode and a half. Uh, and the havoc that she's going to wreak is going to be Annie related. Like I don't think we just got to see Annie for no reason this episode. Um, so I feel like it's going to be Annie related. And they're going to try to break Annie out that way, Annie can help them fight and kill the parody folk. Uh-huh. That was a big, big reach. <laughs> okay, well, since we're just making up shit, then let's go. Um, Everybody doesn't have foresight. <laughs> That's what makes this really hard. I'm trying to think of things that I don't know that I can make guesses around. Oh, Niccolo. That's what I have. So who is Niccolo? What? I think that you remember the wand scene, stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I think Niccolo is going to have a hand in something related to either supplies to Zeke or to help Yelena somehow. Um, why? Because he he been a pussy from the start. Uh, <laughs> next episode where I don't know multiple things multiple places who knows but I think it has something to do with some wine <laughs> were they drinking wine out of the campsite 
Interessante. Zeke don't deserve no wine. I don't think Zeke is drinking anything. He reading that book. Honestly, I don't think the parody folk know how to treat their prisoners of war because it's either torture or they let them do whatever. <laughs> like there's no one not used to having prisoners of war. <laughs> yeah, that, that's also another thing. But okay, so do you have any predictions for next week's episode? Um, I didn't really pay attention to the previews, want to be honest. But I do predict that something along the lines of something along the lines of we're going to get back to Zeke. Where it's some like we're going to because Zeke's been sitting at that campfire for like four episodes now, and we haven't even paid it any mind. So. I feel like there's going to be something along the lines of us getting back to Zeke and finding out what Zeke thinks about this whole thing. Because I feel like Zeke knows that Aaron's going to break out and all of that baladoo. So, I don't know. I just I think it's going to be something along those lines. We're going to get deeper into the Zeke side of the coin, if you will. Because we ain't seen my boo in a long time either. And that's Ooh, where Levi? they are. Yes. So <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Some Levi um, next week. Mm-hmm. And to see what Sasha, I mean, what's that girl's name? I'm sorry. Gabby? Gabby and um, Falco do next week. Some bullshit. I mean, leave it up to Gabby, probably. <laughs> I still, I'm still not over her just calmly walking away, getting that pitchfork, and just being totally willing and ready to stab old girl. <laughs> I'm still not over that. Like I, I that, mean, honestly, was probably one of the funniest scenes in Attack on Titan, and that I could pick up. She's walked away from a lot of things she should have got touched for. But I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No. Tell the people where they can find you. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Chuck underscore mate underscore. And if you can find me there, you can probably find me anywhere. How about yourself? You can find me on Twitter at Primayana. And you should subscribe to our podcast. We only have a few more episodes left. And you should rate it five stars. And Six stars if you can. Thank you. But you can also contact us on by email at blackontitanaot at gmail.com if you have any questions or any um, suggestions about anything so yeah please reach out um but thank you for listening to another week of black on time